The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny? Well, I hope so, because you've come to the right place, because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. We're so excited to be here tonight. It's our first show, and we've got Dr. Ziggy waiting in the sidelines to talk to us later about why swingers swing. This is so cool. I'm so excited. It's our first show. And what a great way to start the new year. You know, we have the show. We have our new friends. We'd like to thank everybody at Voice America for making it happen. And you know what? It's never too late to wish everybody a happy, healthy, and horny new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope all your sexy wishes will come true in 2017. Did anyone out there make any resolutions? Well, you know, there's lots of traditions that surround the new year. Yeah, there's parties, celebrations, and... Resolutions And watching the ball drop. Oh, yeah, New Times Square. <laughs> you know, I looked it up, and that New Year's resolutions are just not new. This is something that's been going on for a long time. The ancient tradition started about 4,000 years ago. Wow, that is a long time ago. <laughs> with the Babylonians. They made promises to the gods in their new year to return the things that they borrowed and to repay their debts. Wish our kids would do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, today's resolutions are completely different. Um, they're about improving something in your life, you know, making a promise to yourself and and trying to reach a goal that you set. Yeah, and you know, about 40 to 50% of Americans actually make New Year's resolutions. And according to that article that I read, the success rate of reaching your goals is 10 times higher if you made a resolution than if you didn't. Well, that's huge. Well, you know, I was thinking about that and I thought, well, first of all, I said most resolutions are dropped in the first couple weeks of the new year. Yeah, we're the 12th already, so (laughs) some people probably have blown them out already. But I guess those people that actually go through with it are more, have more chance of getting them done because they've made a commitment to do it. They've announced it to their peers mm-hmm. and they've, they're under pressure now to get it done. Yeah, and, they, and they're showing that willingness to make change. I guess, because that's what it takes if you want to improve yourself. Now, we took some time and checked out some of the top 10 lists for resolutions. And of course, you know, we found the regular ones, which, you know, people have been making for 20 years. I think you have every year, no? Yeah, lose <laughs> weight, get fit, stop smoking. But, you know, on none of the lists did I find anything that spoke about having more sex or better sex or orgasms. Or even learning how to squirt no, no, Nothing at all. But, you know, everybody wants better sex. How come no one's making resolutions about having better sex? Well, maybe they're just not making them out in the open. Well, I don't know about that, but that would be good. You know, we did find a couple of articles that spoke about 
possibly improving your relationships. And it didn't say that people were actually doing it. Oh, they were just suggestions, right? They they were suggestions. And, you know, they were like, find a TV show to binge watch. Oh, binge watching. Oh, that's really good for couples to get close. Yeah, spend more time alone. Oh, more time alone. Mm -hmm. And visit your in-laws more often. Well, that's good for the family, but that's not good for the couple. Like, what the fuck? What (laughs) about spending time together as a couple? working on and growing and improving your relationship well you know that it's a lot of hard work making your relationship work and that you have to put your couple at the top shelf of of life's priorities yes you know family and jobs are important too but your couple is also just as important as everything else and if you want your relationship to thrive it takes a lot of work yeah and you have to do it together but seriously seriously you know we all deserve and should have the best sex possible and we believe you should be able to talk about it openly with your friends and co-workers. And, well, you know, we do. We talk about sex all the we time. We talk about sex all the time. Sometimes Carol tells me I'm talking about it too much, but that's a whole other story. But wouldn't that be cool if we actually could make New Year's resolutions about how to improve our sex life in front of everybody, including our co-workers? Yeah, talk about it. You walk into the office one day and say, hey, everybody, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to have more sex this year with my husband, even 25% more sex with my husband what this year. What if you only had sex once last year and 25% they'd only be able to double it over four years? <laughs> well, maybe they will eventually, but you know, if someone was able to do that and those stats that I read earlier were actually true, then that couple would have 10 times more chance of achieving that goal if he announces that resolution in front of everybody. I'd love to achieve that goal of having more sex. And because mm. those those same three factors that I was talking about before would probably come into play. Like the public announcement in front of his friends and co-workers would actually provide a network of supporters. That would be so cool. Walk into the office, tell everybody, hey, I'm going to have more sex this year. Yeah. And then that couple who uh, is going to have the sex is going to be committed because they've got the peer pressure now. So now they actually have to do something in their sex life so they to have make to, it better. They have to do something yeah. to have more sex. Yeah, exactly. How cool is that? <laughs> and then... They actually have to make those changes and people will actually ask them every imagine going to the office in the morning saying, Hey, how was your sex last night? Hey, did you get oh, more? Yeah, my wife came twice. <laughs> you know, how cool is that? Just, good. just imagine a world where we can talk about this openly. But you know, for now, um, it's a little taboo or frowned upon to talk about our sex lives in public. Yeah. So, you know, how about if we all just start talking about it just in the bedroom at home with your partner? Well, that's what we're all about. We're here to help you with that. So, you know, we all want to have better sex. No matter how good your sex life is today, there's always, always room for improvement. I mean, that's how you keep it fresh. That's how we keep it fresh and exciting. Mm -hmm. And it would be great if we could all have the same goal. And that's to have great sex because great sex matters. Yes, and we deserve it, right? For sure, for sure. And, you know, we all make New Year's resolutions to have better sex and, uh, and more sex, or perhaps even learn more about sex. Yeah, try try new positions. Or whatever is going to help you improve your sex life. That yeah. would be great if we could all do that. And, you know, we don't normally make New Year's resolutions, but this year we decided that uh, we would. Yeah, and, you know, we did all those uh, um, re- uh, sorry, research things on resolutions, and we decided that this would be a great year to start. But we're not going to tell about it right now because we're going to talk about it in our last segment after everybody finds out about swinging with Dr. Ziggy. Yes, because our resolution has to do with swinging because we're swingers. 
Yes. So, you know, let's just, first of all, before we go on, we got to thank everybody for being out there listening. And, oh, yeah. And um, we all know that relationships are hard work. And sex, for the most part, is complicated. It's complex. And But it's such a compelling part of life. It's primal. And it really, really feels so good. But hey, hang on a second. We're not claiming that we're experts in sex and relationships. Our goal for this show is to open the lines of communication, to start dialogues about sex. Yeah, with your partner, it's so important to talk. And, you know, sometimes we're going to ask some controversial questions because not everyone's going to agree with what we're talking about. But it's great to open up those conversations and provoke discussions. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, you know, like today, we're going to have experts and professionals on board to discuss some of the answers because, you know, we're not experts in. Absolutely. So we need those experts on our show, too. Yeah. And again, a little bit more about our shows. Each show is going to be about sharing some of our own experiences, offering Mm -hmm. tips and tricks that we discovered together and hopefully inspiring others to. Well, explore their limits, I guess. Push their boundaries. And fulfill their fantasies. And wouldn't it be great if we could have couple listening couples listeners out there? They're just inspiring them to initiate their sexual and intimate conversations at home. That would be awesome. Oh, you know, having couples open up to be able to talk about anything is such an important part of relationships. That's how you get strong. Strong and, and you know, being honest and open. That's what keeps us strong, honey. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. And by the way, you look absolutely beautiful. Thank honey. you, sweetie. You know, Thank I love you. you so much. You know, and, and during on our show, we're obviously uh, going to be sharing our point of view. And, you know, all through our show, it's not about us. We'll tell you a couple of stories and opinions and perspectives um, based on our experiences. Um, so how about a little bit about us? Well, you know, we're swingers. We have been for a long time. Yeah, but, you know, we weren't swingers when we first got together. It took years for us to get to that point. Hey, did you want to go back to the beginning and tell everybody how we got together? Oh, my God. Our story from 11 years ago is so cool. We have a unique a story. very unique story because Carol's ex-husband is married to my ex-wife. Ta-da! Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And, and you know, just like Shania Twain, but we did it first. You know, we both got dumped on the same day. Do you want to tell a story, David? 2015. Five. 2005. Sorry, 2005. Yeah, seems like it was just yesterday. Um, Four days before Christmas, you know, it felt like the worst day of our life. We were both 42. We had three small kids. And our exes came home from work that day and they told us, we're leaving you. The giant boot. Yeah. Well, we were shocked. Well, I was definitely hurt and a little freaked out. You were more than a little freaked out. You were all over the place. Well, I couldn't believe that they would consider breaking up two families for a fuck. Or you thought. Yeah, I assumed that that was the reason they left us, because our sex lives had been a disaster. And we'd grown apart because of it. Yeah. But we supported each other, and we worked through the crappy divorces. And you know what? We became friends. We became best best friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck friends at first. Yeah. But that was the beginning of our adventure into the sexy lifestyle that we live today. Yeah, and the next two years was such an awesome journey. And we had a time for discovering our passion again and sex and love. We fell in love, hon. We did. And like it was yesterday. I still remember that first sexual encounter. Do you remember that when we went up to the cottage? 
Do you it remember was that first time? so hot in the car. I was playing with your cock a little bit in the car. Wasn't that good? Yeah, when we got there, we like broke down the front door. We were ready to explode. <laughs> I think we were like ripping each other's clothes off before Kissing we even passionately. got in the door. Yeah, <laughs> we had that crazy monkey sex. You know, the kind <laughs> that that you have everywhere but in a bed? Yeah, yeah, I think it lasted the whole afternoon and evening. Oh, my God, that was so awesome. It was incredible. I mean, it was the best sex. And like, how many times did you orgasm? I don't even remember. I think we stopped counting, didn't we? Yeah, that night we both came to a conclusion. (laughs) That was just a little pun there. That we'd been trapped in a boring and sexless marriage and we didn't even know it. Well, I certainly hadn't even noticed, but we only noticed after we got together. I think we realized that being dumped by our exes was definitely the best thing that had ever happened to and us. And now, you know, we're so happy and best friends. And, you know, the moral of our story is it's never too late to start again. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? From that point on, that's when we decided that we were going to make up for lost time and we and all the bad sex that we had with our exes. We were like teenagers, just doing it everywhere. Everywhere. It was credible. In the shopping center and restaurants. Well, anyways, <laughs> hey, we'll go into that. We'll we'll into other day. stories, yeah. <laughs> you know, but we made one significant change in our lives. And that was our attitude. We wanted to live sexy. And we worked on it. Yeah. So, you know, you have to have the right attitude in order to feel sexy so that you can be sexy so that you can live sexy, which is what we do today. Yeah, and we want to just point out that you don't have to wait until your relationship gets stale and sexless before you add, you know. Lots of sexiness to your life. Right. You, you, you should start working on it like right away and start improving it today. And you know what? Your definition of sexy depends on everybody. And look, our definition of what was sexy is different today than it was back then. Absolutely. And it changes every week because. What we thought was sexy back then is like vanilla to us today. Yeah. Vanilla? Do you know what vanilla is? Vanilla is um, basically, in swingers' terms, people who aren't swingers. uh, And for those of you who follow Harry Potter, it's like the muggles. It's like the muggles, yes. It's a swingerism. It's a little bit of a a label placing, but that's what we do. Yeah, okay. So um, we're going to get ready and take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to uh, let Dr. Ziggy tell you all about swinging and why swingers swing. Right. We just wanted to give a little shout out to Doc Johnson, America's Pleasure Products, because they're sponsoring our contest today. You can just go to our website, carolandavid.com, on the contest page and enter a chance to win a free Trist vibrator. So you are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned after this break for Dr. Ziggy coming right up. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurship? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Are you trying to discover how to thrive in business and follow your purpose? Tune in to Entrepreneur Enlightenment with host Irina Benedict. You will learn how to combine practical business strategies with spirituality so you can grow your business with ease. If you've been searching for purpose, for freedom, for fulfillment, tune in to get your questions answered. Listen live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're seeking more confidence, it is time to feel good naked. Each week, host Law Redman and her guest experts are here to help you be you. In order to truly be successful and happy, you need self-confidence, self-love, and self-respect. Feel Good Naked Radio will teach you how to embrace these qualities and make your life more fulfilling and meaningful. Listen live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be proud of who you really are from the inside out. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. Once again, we're Carol and David, and we are now going to be talking about the swinging lifestyle. You know, as we mentioned earlier, we chose this topic for our first show because we are swingers and have been for a while. And I'm and, sure that uh, everybody caught that already, but that's great. Yes, that we're swingers? Yes. <laughs> okay. And we have a unique perspective on sex and relationships. And uh, we wanted to get some dialogue started about how to spice up your sex life. So we invited an expert on the swinging lifestyle, Dr. Ziggy, to join the discussion. So Dr. Ziggy's real name is Edward Fernandez. He's an associate professor of psychology at Barton College, a social psychologist and sexologist, and a leading researcher in the field of alternative lifestyles. Most of his research focuses on swinging and open marriages. He has conducted some groundbreaking studies and has written extensively on the subject. Further, he consults and conducts workshops and seminars with swinging communities and organizations. And he writes several blogs and online magazines and su- on the subject of swinging. He's currently working on a book titled Swinging Playground, The Evolution of Consensual Non-Monogamy in America, Oh my gosh. Dr. Ziggy, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here on our first show. And um, let's talk about the swinging lifestyle. How are oh, you? Thank you so much. I would like, first of all, to extend my congratulations on your show. This is very oh, nice. Thank you. That's it's, fantastic. Uh, you thank know, you. It's not often that you get a show that really approaches swinging from a positive perspective and with some rationale and I think you guys are doing a great job with this. Thanks so much. So why don't we start by you know tell you telling us a little bit about the type of research you do and what prompted you to start researching the swinging lifestyle? Well I got curious around the mid-80s because I had some friends that were swingers and they would they kept talking about swinging, and obviously I was on the outside looking in, and I really didn't understand what they were talking about. And so I decided to look and see if there was any research done on swinging. What I found is that there was very little. A couple of studies in the 60s, a couple of studies in the 70s, 
a couple studies in the 80s and in the 90s, I think there were about four studies. And so I started looking at exactly what they were, what they were studying, and I, I, I found that there was something missing somewhere. Like, um, so I decided like what that had been studied maybe, and what was missing? Basically, the studies were very much concerned with the actual swinging process and not the, the reason why people were swinging. They, you know, oh, right. From a scientific perspective, we, we would like to know, for instance, uh, are these people, how is their marital, marital satisfaction? Are they sexually satisfied with their own partners? You know, what is the condition of the marriage? Or what about jealousy? Um, I mean, are, are these people, um, you, you know, psychologically started. sick or what? Uh-huh. Okay. And there was nothing. Okay, cool. So that's what got me going. And, did, and so you started those, that type of research so that we could get more information about what's going on in the lives of swingers and why they started swinging. Is that what I understand? Yes. My first study actually was on the marital and sexual satisfaction of swingers, and I also compiled a very large database of um, demographics of swingers. You know, who are these people? Are they educated? Right. What, uh, what's the social class they come from? Uh, religiosity and, and all those things that sort of go along with it. And, and who are swingers and, and what type of, um, you know, demographics do they come from? And, and this is the thing to me that was rather interesting because swingers are not an homogeneous group. They come from all walks of life. They, are, they have all types of education. Traditionally, we used to think that swingers were sort of liberal people, more affluent, and they're just basically all over. Even in terms of their uh, political affiliation, there seems to, that most swingers tend to be conservative, which I thought was really huh. interesting. Yeah, wow. yeah, and they can be like your neighbor next door, right? Right. Absolutely, and you know, I, I usually joke with, with my students, and I joke, I joke with my neighbors. I basically say, you know, he could be living next to a swinger, and you don't know. He could be working with one, and you, and yeah. you don't know. And we're and we're going to get into anybody. busting. We're going to get into busting some of those myths in the next segment because um, you know, when we got into swinging, we were amazed at all the different people who are in the lifestyle and uh, where they come from. And, you know, we've been going back and forth between the lifestyle and swinging. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about what is the lifestyle and how does swinging fit into it? Well, I think the lifestyle, the term, the term was coined uh, about 2000 by a book called The Lifestyle, although the term had been used before. The lifestyle really, it, it reflects a, a social sexual mindset, okay. um, meaning people that are in the lifestyle, uh, they are people that don't necessarily swing every day, but people that have a particular mindset towards uh, consensual non-monogamy, meaning they think about sexuality in terms of their relationship the same way. So that becomes part of a lifestyle. You guys mentioned vanilla in the beginning, which I thought was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and the concept being that vanilla are people that are not within that same social sexual mindset. So this is basically what the lifestyle is, it's a social sexual mindset. Now, swinging itself is the the actuality or or the realization of that mindset, meaning these are people that engage in, in, in sexual activities with other people other than their spouses or their significant others or whatever. So that's the basic difference between those two. And I think a little bit that there's um, also exhibitionism and voyeurism included in the lifestyle because it's that attitude mindset that you're talking about, right? Yeah, you don't always necessarily have to swap, you know, partners, swap partners to be in the lifestyle. 
Yeah, and, and there's a, and there's actually quite a large group of swingers that we call swingers that actually never engage in activities with other people, but may engage in activities with the, with their own partner in front of others. And then we have the voyeurs, obviously, that right. enjoy watching because that becomes a turn on for them. So the, it's the catalyst that sort of starts their own sexual relationship between the two of them. So th- there's all wasn't... kinds of varieties. Yeah, and I wasn't really sure. Is kink and BDSM, is that included in the lifestyle because of that mindset that you're talking about? Yes, and it's, this is the, the thing that is really interesting and, and I found rather fascinating when I started first researching swingers. There, there is kind of a, a, a Venn diagram. There's interchange with other different lifestyles. There's a certain, uh, a certain segment of the swinging population that may engage in kink as well. Um, okay. There are a certain number of the population that may engage what we now call polyamory, for say. So there's crossovers all everywhere, and that is the mindset, really. Okay. So you, in your, mind, your uh, interpretation, then the lifestyle includes all of these type of alternative uh, sexual activities, uh, including swinging in the lifestyle. The lifestyle traditionally tends to be associated much more with swinging, but it may incorporate um, um, parts of other alternative lifestyles. Now, when we first got into the swinging lifestyle, uh, we found out that most people like to be called lifestylers or in the lifestyle, and there's sort of a derogatory term, swingers, um, just because of, I guess, the stigma that surrounds it. But now we find that we use the word swinger all the time, and I don't find it derogatory at all. I don't know your opinion on that. It's kind of interesting because Bob McGinley, which is the, the quintessential swinger, <laughs> uh, which goes back to the 60s, yeah. and Bob McGinley in the 70s tried to, through his association, tried to, um, to promote another name. He called them play couples. Okay. And, and it was a name that was around for maybe two, three years, four years, and before you know, everybody went back to swingers. Yeah, yeah Although exactly. Swingers, mm-hmm. swingers, really, it's a British term that uh, the connotation is people that engage in free sex activities, they don't have to necessarily be married. It comes from the 60s, really. Um, right, exactly. Cool. And why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, based on your research, what have you found is the reason or the most cited reason that people swing? Uh, it's interesting because in all, in all the surveys that I do and, and, and the interviews that I do, I always um, uh, include portions that repeat themselves because I, I want to find out if people are consistent in the way they look at it. And I kept thinking that maybe swinging was all about sexual fantasies. Now, the reason that is most given in four studies is variety, mm-hmm. sexual variety. For sure, and it's for given sure, the by excitement. Both males and females. Mm-hmm. Well, that I definitely get. I understand that because people watch porn really for that variety, right? They don't have the option of, of doing swinging, but they like the variety just the same. That's one of the main reasons right. that porn is so popular. I mean, and if you consider the fact that we really are not, are not monogamous animals as such, although some people may dispute this, but they, <laughs> yeah. they, that's they, another discussion altogether. Tells us that we're not. Um, mm-hmm. If you consider that as being part of our humanity, then the variety is going to be part of what we look for. And the other thing is that um, one person is not the same as another. Again, our sexual behavior is not homogeneous. We all have different fantasies, different sexual desires, and different levels of libido. So, you know, we try to sort of yes. put everything in the same basket. It's pretty hard to do it that way. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, one of the questions we get all the time, and I'm going to throw this out there for um, you, an expert on uh, swinging, is, you know, how do swingers deal with the jealousy in whatever's going on? You know, I was really, really, really interested. That was one of my first questions. And I, I never forget, I interviewed a couple in Buffalo. It was one of the first couples I, I, I interviewed. And I asked them exactly that, how you deal with that. And I had two different answers from two different couples. One couple, okay. the, the, the male said, well, if I'm watching my wife having sex with someone, I get the little green monster going. <laughs> I, I feel that there's that, uh, that little bit of jealousy. So when I get together with her after the fact, boy, it's the best sex we ever had. It's almost like <laughs> we, a, we know that feeling. To, We've been there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's almost like a male or a female take it as competition. Right, and right. the other individual, uh, the other answer that I got pretty much was the fact that, well, I was never really jealous, and what should I be jealous of? She loves me, or I love him, and this is not about the emotional breakup. This is about the enjoyment of each other and, in, and the relishing on the enjoyment of the other person. And yeah. these seem to be the answers that most often are, I'm given. Not sure yeah, if it makes I, any sense to I mean, you, we, but that's basically what I am. I did a study on jealousy just about six months ago, published the research on it, and um, and basically that's what was coming up, is the fact that swingers make a distinct, distinction between the emotional jealousy and the sexual jealousy. And they tend to be more jealous emotionally if they think there's an emotional connection than if there's a sexual connection. So do you find that swingers then are able to separate that, whereas uh, maybe other couples are not? Well, if you, think, if, if, if you consider the, 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 the definition of, of jealousy, what is jealousy? Jealousy reflects a sense of insecurity. So right. if you're insecure about your partner, uh, mm-hmm. you are going to be jealous. If you are secure about your partner and you're secure within your relationship, then that's going to minimize the level of jealousy that's going to take place. Right. It's there, but it might just be a fleeting moment and it might just get you going and have that great sex afterwards. But I think everybody, it's natural to have a jealous feeling, even if it's a fleeting moment. Yeah. And and this is what people traditionally refer to as the little green monster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, you know, we, we, I think we naturally as humans, we, we get, we engage in, in a certain level of competition. So mm-hmm. if we think that, for instance, our partner is being satisfied far more by someone than we, well, we can, then we may be jealous of it. All um, right. So, uh, there, so Ziggy, Dr. Ziggy, what we're going to do, this is a great segue into our next session. So uh, we're going to take a short break. And um, you're going to stick around and we're going to do some myth busting about um, the swinging lifestyle and swinging. And we just have to remind everybody to go to our website, callandavid.com, for their chance to win a free tryst from Doc Johnson. And once again, we are Carol and David and you're listening to The Sexy Lifestyle on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show call us at 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show all right, everybody, welcome back. Um, as you know, we've been talking to Dr. Ziggy, uh, expert leading researcher on swinging. And on the break, we were just chatting a little bit about, you know, some of the stats uh, relating to swinging. And, uh, you know, we started talking about the average age of swingers. And, um, you know, Dr. Ziggy, why don't you um, enlighten everybody on what you found on that? Well, actually, when I first started researching swingers, which was 22 years ago, so it's, it's a while back, the, the average age tended to be, because I look at age categories, uh, tended to be anywhere between 40 and 50, give or take, from 55. And the last study that I did, the average category came between 35 and 45. There wow, seems that's to be a, an inclusion of a lot of younger swingers. There are people in their early 20s that are considering themselves swingers. So yeah, we, we've, we've, seen that, we've seen that over our evolution of the last uh, of 10, years. 11 years, um, where the average age is going down a little bit. But those swingers who were in their 40s when we started are now in their 50s and 60s. And with the advent of Viagra and Cialis, I mean, us guys, we can just keep going and going and going <laughs> like that little bunny. Yes. Also, I've seen a, ra- a rise in the category of what I call the 65 and over swingers, mm-hmm. which uh-huh. tended to be anywhere between 1% and 3%. They, they, they tend to, to, to get very close to 10 to 12% now. So that means maybe it is an evolution of swingers that have sort of 
you know, gone through their lives and now become still able to engage in sexual activities. But right, I think it's my, more a question my motto of, is, of sorry, sorry. Of my mindset. motto is once you're a swinger, you can't go back, right? So even if you, as right. you age, you still want to be a swinger. You don't want to give it up. So it's it's kind of interesting because the, it, in terms of of percentages, the age categories are quite extended. I was saying to you, I interviewed a a swinger last year at seventy three years old, and he wow. him and his wife are active swingers. Good on them! Yay! Yeah. So, so you know that itself is interesting. One of the things that I found out was that the biggest states in the United States that have the most swingers, the number one state is Texas. Texas. Go figure. All those Republicans are... Just like we said, the conservative ones are the ones that are being swingers. So then I found that California was number two. Mm -hmm. And then I found that Florida was number three. And I think New York came in as the number four state with the most swingers. Right. Does that fit what you have found in your research? Yes, actually, when I did a study where I wanted to know what the distribution of swingers in the United States were. And, 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 there, and there was a way to do that. It's not really that easy. But what I found is that Texas has the most swingers. And like you say, followed by California and, and Florida and New York. And I only found one state in, in the United States where there, there are no swingers clubs. Now, that doesn't mean that there are no swingers. Right. There's no swingers clubs. And that and state, which state was is Idaho. That? Idaho. Idaho, okay. <laughs> that was it. All the other okay. states have, have, have swingers clubs, and be it social clubs, be it uh, actual clubs, be it uh, Okay, so I just want to um, shout out to everyone. Anybody from Idaho who's a swinger, send us a note. Tell us if you're there. Uh, make yourself known. We have no problem. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I think the stats show there's about 4% of the population that are swingers, but it's such an underground community that we really don't have accurate figures on it. Do you, do you know any more about what the percent population is, uh, Dr. Ziggy? And, and again, it's, it's very hard to, to ascertain exactly, you know, the percentages of the population. Traditionally, we go on, on, on averages. We'll go, oh, it's between 4 to 6 percent, give or take. Right. Okay. But, right. but okay. there are a lot of people that you can't tap into because they will, you don't know they exist. Right, exactly. Right. Now, like I said, you know, there's the, the swinging community is such an underground world and um, there's... So many people have negative opinions and thoughts about it. So we thought it would be good to, you know, get into busting some of those myths because being swingers like we are, we know the great people that are in it and the fun and the sexiness that it brings to our relationship and our couple. So, Carol, I'm going to let you go with myth one and we'll let Dr. Ziggy see if if he can bust it. So. I, we found a list and we decided to put them in this order to see what you say and make sure that we can cover them off. So myth number one, couples swing because their marriage is in trouble. What do you say about uh, that, that, Dr. Ziggy? That's a myth because if, you, if your marriage is in trouble and you get into swinging, that will be the sure way to finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So people yeah. are not getting into swinging because their marriage is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Did you find uh, satisfaction in marriages during your research for people who are swingers? Yes, and actually that's, uh, as I suggested to you, that was one of the first studies that I did. I found that swingers have a very high level of, uh, of satisfaction, marital satisfaction as well as sexual satisfaction within their own relationships. Okay. For sure, and we, and we know you have to be a strong couple to be a swinger. All right, myth number two, swinging is cheating. 
Well, I'll, I'll give you the answer that uh, was given to me by two groups that I interviewed. One called Swingers for Christ. I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, and the other from a group um, from the, um, the uh, uh, I guess, well, I'll say from, from Egypt and Lebanon. They really do okay. swing there, too. And mm-hmm. so there were Muslims, and I asked, I said, well, isn't this cheating? Isn't this adultery? And they both groups said, no, it's consensual. Both partners agree to participate. Therefore, it's not cheating. There, there you go. So that must, that myth has been busted now. So the next one, myth number three. My is favorite. Your favorite coming up. My favorite. Can I say it? Sure. Go ahead. Swinging is always the husband's idea. Well, my research suggests that yes, that was true a while back. the mm-hmm. The husband introduced the idea of swinging. Um, with maybe um, uh, overzealous expectations. And, uh, and I'll tell you what a lot of swingers tell me. The husband introduces the idea, the, 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 the wife keeps the husband in swinging. <laughs> yeah, we know as an absolute fact with all the friends that we have that in the lifestyle, it's really the woman who drives. She has her foot on the gas or on the brake, and it's a very female-centric uh, sexual activity. And no matter who brought the idea into the couple in the first place, it's definitely the woman who's in control when it comes to swinging. You know, I, I suggest this in interviews that I have with vanilla radio stations, <laughs> and yes. the idea that women swinging is all about the women. It's not about the man. It's about the women. And right. because they have this uh, impression that it's a bunch of horny guys that just want to have sex with as many women as, as they can, and you know the reality is totally different. Exactly. Because it's, the women. it's about it's, the women. It's about yeah. the women. Women are respected. Women are able to express their sexuality in a safe context. And they are empowered in uh, this particular lifestyle, whereas in a lot of parts of their, the rest of their life, they're not empowered. All right. How about myth number four? Swingers will have sex with anyone and everyone. Very small minority might, but that has not not been my my experience in terms of what I found out. You know, know, think of swinging as any other social sexual context. So people will have sex with people they're attracted to. A lot of swingers go to swinger events and never have sex with anybody. Uh, So it's not a free-for-all. It's not all, you know, throw the keys in the hat and everybody jumps in the same bed. There's all kinds of modalities, and sure. uh, it's just like any, any other social situation. So it's like the sexual compatibility that couples need in their relationship. It's the same thing that this couple needs with another couple. So sexual compatibility is definitely a key factor in making a, a successful swinging engagement. And as you guys know, and I don't, I'm not telling you anything new, obviously, that there's always the... Uh, well, I'm not picking one for the team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that and you should, never that, should. And you never should. No, and the, it's a couple decision. It has to be a couple decision because otherwise you, you're, you're asking for trouble. Exactly. All right. And the last myth we have is swinging is for couples only. And this is the thing I thought in the beginning when I first started doing the research. And then I, all of a sudden I'm coming across a lot of singles. Specifically, single women. Single women seem to be much more welcome than single men, but now that has changed in the last 
six or seven years. There's a lot of single men that uh, pretty much participate in swinging activities with couples. It is still couples dominated and it is couples driven. And one of the one of the complaints I've heard from different swingers groups is the fact that they have to train the single man into understanding that this is not about them. This is about the couple. But, but definitely by large, sing- there's an in- incursion of singles into the swinging lifestyle. But I think those single men are still have a need in the lifestyle because there's many women who want to have that threesome and just have that guy. And sometimes it's many men who want to just see their wives get fucked by another man. Yeah. Yeah. So they definitely have a role. I found, found, uh, especially in the last two two swingers conventions where I was presenting is the fact that they there that if even the event organizers are organizing now rooms where women can go and have sex with many men uh what they call them the small gang bangs okay. so mm-hmm. yes, of course there's a there is a role for 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 singles in in the swinging lifestyle absolutely and I, I think that the, well for sure there's a definitely name for the single guy which we call him the bull and the mm-hmm. woman, we call her the unicorn, the elusive unicorn. She's very welcome everywhere because she's so elusive, I think. Exactly. There's plenty of bulls, so there's not so many unicorns. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I think people go into swinging with sometimes uh, expectations of these grandiose uh, sexual apparatus, and then they found out that it's not really like that. It's no, it's absolutely. really like average everyday people who are trying to do something fun for their couple and really have a good time, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, I wrote an article about a swingers convention where I went to, to do presentations in New, in New Orleans, which is New Orleans. They have it every yes, year. Yes, not in and, New Orleans. Uh, and I met quite a few people that I hang out with and I interview, and they were saying, Ah, we never do this. We do this once a year, but when we do it, we go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That makes so, it a lot so of fun. Doctor Ziggy, we, we need to um, stop here. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic having you on our show. Uh, we'd like to invite you back um, for another show. We're going to do one that is all about swinging, how to get into swinging uh, a little bit later on in one of our episodes. Um, you know, uh, thank you for your time, your invaluable insights into swinging. Um, and uh, we look forward to having you back soon. Uh, feel free to stay on for our last segment, which is going to be all about uh, Great Sex Matters. Um, let's remind everybody to go to our website, carolindavid.com, and enter for their chance to win a free Tris vibrator from Doc Johnson. So um, everybody stay tuned for our final topic and we'll be right back. We are Carol and David. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. 
fire can destroy your home, your business, and your life in seconds. On Speaking of Fire, with co-hosts Mike Schlattman and Donna Ingram, we investigate fire, the origin and causes, and provide important information to prevent accidental fires and save your life, loved ones, and your property. We speak to experts about technology, investigative research, and insurance issues with regard to fire. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Well, we made it through uh, the first three segments of our first show. This is our last one for this week. Um, And it's probably the one that we love the best because it deals with uh, having great sex. And because great sex matters. Right. And you deserve it. Right. Great Sex Matters is sponsored by Doc Johnson, America's Pleasure Products. And they're providing, you know, the sex toys for our weekly giveaways. And we're going to have a giveaway on every show. Right, exactly. So listen up. This is what this week's show is, uh, prize is going to be. This- it's a Trist Cosmos Sex Toy of the Month from June. It's a revolutionary Trist multi-erogenous zone massager. It's designed with both men and women in mind. It's as versatile as you desire. We've used it. <laughs> we love it. You can wear the Trist around your penis as a solo vibrator or as a C-ring for partner play. Or use a firm but flexible arms to stimulate the clitoris and nipples. It has three powerful motors. Very powerful. <laughs> seven mind-blowing massage patterns and a separate arm and base control. Uh, the Trist is everything you want it to be. It accommodates all couples and solo play. It's suitable for internal and external use. So check it out as a featured product on our website at carolandavid.com. And, you know, remember, you know, pleasuring each other keeps couples connected and leads to great sex because great sex matters. We Yay. just love that. We just love that. <laughs> all right. So we're going to come back to what we started the show talking about, which is uh, New Year's resolutions. And, you know, we know it's already two weeks into the new year. Um, and we said it's never too late to um, make your improvements and start again. But it's probably a great time because most of those resolutions that people made on January 1st are probably been dropped already. So, you know what? It's time to think about some new ones. So we're going to we're going to test out our theory <laughs> and see if we actually get a 10 times higher success rate after we announce our resolution to everybody out there well, that's listening. The, that's because we take the positive look on everything. You know, most people drop the resolution. We're going to make this one happen. We are. So our resolution is... 
Okay, so we're going to start the new year. It's January, and we want to meet at least one new compatible swinger couple every month to add to our group of sexy friends. So that's 12 new couples we are committed to meeting yes. and playing with yes. all year. And making a relationship with them because it doesn't just mean we're going to fuck them and leave them. Right. We are going to become friends with them and do what's necessary to make a relationship. So now we've put it out there. We've yes. told everyone. Yes. We've made the commitment. And we as a couple spoke about this before. Uh-huh. All right. And we will make the required changes, which is shuffle a couple of things around in our busy life to go out, find the couples, meet the couples, and play with the couples. The time. And that's the time. Exactly. Right. So I think you know a little bit from what Dr. Dr. Ziggy told us earlier that it's not so easy to find compatible couples. So it's really, you know, it's work. It's something that we have to do, but we're up for the challenge. We are. And we're going to keep you all posted on our website, carolandavid.com. So now that your peers are, are, we have the peer pressure and you're out there, we expect your support on this mission Mm -hmm. because we'll probably blog about it. So follow along, but... You're going to blog. It's all about uh, getting the um, the community involved. Right. That's what I was now, to say. it's not as simple as that because we are going to throw a challenge out to our listeners and we challenge everybody out there to make a their couple's resolution but as well. a couple's well. resolution, not him and her, this together, sit down together and figure out something that's going to make your couple stronger. It's great. And it's great if she wants to get fit. And, and he wants to lose weight. But this is all about improving your sex life. Exactly. So that's what we're at. We're and, focusing on that. And the resolution has to lead to more and better sex. Again, because... Great sex matters. All right. Now, just because we're swingers and talk about our point of view doesn't mean we're suggesting you try swinging. No, it's not about that. It's about you being sexy, the way you define sexy, the way it makes your couple stronger and better. Right. So it's not about swinging. We're going to ask everybody to send us your resolutions. We're going to post them anonymously. Mm-hmm. And you can send them to ask at carolanddavid.com. And and I, go ahead. We have a few that we're suggesting here that we might throw out to the wind and see if some of these might make sense for other people to try. So uh, the first one we're going to suggest is try a new sex position. Yeah, but try it at least five times and, and perfect, perfect it, it right? right? That's what you want you to do. Not necessarily just try it once and throw it away because it wasn't great. Keep trying it. And, and we're talking about a sex position with your partner, not by yourself. <laughs> yes. Exactly. All right. The next one is add one more sexy date night to your calendar every week. Every week, one more sexy date. So for those of you out there who don't do a sexy date night every week, do one. Make it. Exactly. This is your favorite, David. You go ahead and tell them their favorite one. Passionately kiss your partner for six to seven seconds every day. Yes. Take the time. Smoosh it up. Hold her face in your hands. Get close and give it to her. Hold it there. Don't let go. And the last one we are going to suggest is share a fantasy. Mm -hmm. And remember... Fantasies are fantastic. It's a great way of communicating, but your fantasy does not have to come true. It right, can be so as crazy, as wild as you want, but it does not have to be something that comes true. So use your imagination, come up with your own resolutions that'll be fun, exciting, and fresh, and share them with them with us. But you know what? If you whoever comes up with the most unique resolution, we should have a special prize for. Absolutely. And okay. we will talk about it on our next show. Okay, cool. Very, very so, you know what? We've come basically to the end 
of our first show. I think we survived. We're going (laughs) to open a bottle of champagne. Um, We have to remind everybody that um, our special guest was Dr. Ziggy, and we have to thank him for being here. Um, We have a great show coming up next week. Um, We are Carol and David. Remember to enter our contest and find out more about the Tris from Doc Johnson. You can send us an email at carolanddavid.com with any questions and comments, but I really would love to hear what kind of topics you want to hear about. Yeah, we can uh, make a show about some other things that are interesting. Absolutely. So, as we sign off, we want you to join us again next Thursday for another sexy fun hour of The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David reminding you to spice it up and live happy, healthy, and horny every day. Every day. We love you guys. Good night. See you next week. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 